Hi, this is Craig Stinson with Arts Friendly. Today's conversation is with Brian Peterson. Brian is an artist working in photography, videography, and creative writing. He also served as the head curator for the James A. Michener Art Museum, which is in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. This interview was recorded at the Artworks in Wilmington, North Carolina. The Artworks is a certified arts-friendly business. This conversation is brought to you by our certified arts-friendly businesses, arts nonprofit partners, and individual advocates. Certified arts-friendly status signifies unwavering commitment to the arts. For information, visit artsfriendly.com. Thank you, and enjoy our conversation. Hey, this is Craig Stenson, director of Arts Friendly. Um, we're here in Wilmington, North Carolina, at the Artworks, which is one of our certified arts-friendly businesses. Um, we're here with Brian Peterson. Brian is an artist and a writer and a um, longtime curator and arts administrator. And uh, we're here to talk one about an upcoming exhibition that he is um, that he is staging here at the Artworks uh, starting in late September, but um, also kind of backing into his, his work in particularly photography and writing and curating over the past quite a number of years, right, Brian? Going on 50. Yeah, yeah. So how did you, let me ask this first, and I'll, I'll, we'll circle back. You, you're, you worked for 24 years at the um, James A. Michener Art Museum, which is in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Correct. And that's between almost kind of uh, Philadelphia and New York City, essentially. Pretty yeah, close. it's it's a you know, sense of bedroom community of both uh, areas. Yeah, uh, yeah. People commute from from um, from Bucks County to New York. Yeah. In fact, I suppose an interesting sidelight, given the the date, is that there were some thirty or thirty five Bucks County residents who were killed in nine eleven. Oh. Be because they 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 commuted back and forth to their jobs. Okay. And um and and uh, also, but the same is true with Philadelphia. And um, they also, be, be, it was conveniently located for many reasons, but, but because the artists, there were, the best ones were very professional. They could build careers in both New York and Philadelphia. Oh, gotcha. there, there, there was It was proximity to both. Yeah. And uh, so that, that was, that was a, another uh, selling point, in a sense, for them. Okay. So, and then, um, we'll, we'll circle back to that, but how did you... Um, you're we're, you're now in Wilmington, North Carolina. Yes, yes. So how did that how did that happen? How did you find? Well, I'll I'll give you one in one word. It would be grandkids. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, we've heard that before. There there are six of them here. Okay, super. And uh, and, and that, that that's a big part of it. But also, there are health issues involved. I mean, it's uh, as I mentioned earlier, I have Parkinson's disease, and it's I've been had it for quite a while now, and, and traveling it gets more and more difficult. So. Yeah. We kind of had to choose, you know, um, one or, one or the other, and um, and so so Wilmington made a lot of sense to mm-hmm. to come down. Made a lot of sense to come down here. We we we've been, we've been coming down here uh, on a sort of commuting basis for for many years, but uh, but we decided to move here about six months ago. So okay, well, so we're, we're, we're newbies. <laughs> welcome. You're you're very much welcome in Wilmington. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, so let's talk first um, photography. Okay. Tell me. How that started and how you've kind of maintained that over the years. I'm tempted to, to crack a joke or two about it, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, welcome to. I'll, uh, <laughs> I was, uh, no, I, I won't buy. It's not worth. Um, I uh, I actually started out as a musician. I, I um, my okay. first love was music, and I came to Philadelphia because of music. I, I I transferred from University of Montana to University of Pennsylvania in my early 20s to study 
mm-hmm. composition at, at at Penn, the University of Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and which was at the time was a real mecca for for uh, composers. And I was very very. It's a long story how I managed to get in there, but I was as an undergraduate. But <laughs> one of my teachers uh, at Montana knew knew people there, and yeah. Really, anyway, so I did that uh, for a while, and then I sort of. Uh, uh, sort of dropped out for a while. Mm-hmm. I had a, you know, so I had, had some dues to pay. Let's put it that way. And then I, I went back and um, finished finished my bachelor's degree at Penn. And then I, I wanted to get some some um, training in photography, more professional training. Mm-hmm. So I went to grad school in in photography. At University of Delaware had a had a, a very very fine program, and um, and then got me an MFA there. And um, for the longest time, I thought I could do music and photography until I realized how hard. It is to do anything well, you know, mm-hmm. and um, so I, I realized that to, to 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 think that I could, you know, create at the level I, I wanted to in both media was, was just not not realistic. So so and I had started to teach, and so I, I ended up um, nudging my career over into into the into the visual arts rather rather than the music. Okay, and um, so I got involved with arts administration, and I I, ran, I started and ran a gallery for a while, and uh-huh. long long story, but uh, it, it all gradually led to. Being um, had an opening in Center City, Philadelphia. Um, this would have been about um, 1988 or 89, and um, and I ran into a guy who I'd worked with before on a project, and he'd just taken a job at this uh, kind of small arts institution called the James A. Mitchell Arts Center in uh, in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And he had a guy working for him as a, as a, as a, as a, a curator, uh, you know, a kind of a freelance curator, and doing a, a project and. And he, he didn't he didn't like what it was the work he was doing. He'd inherited him from a previous director, <laughs> and so I kind of said just us for the. I said, "Well, I could do that for you," mm-hmm. and he said, mm-hmm, "Yeah, I guess you could." Good. <laughs> so he hired me to do that one, and then I did another one, and and uh, then they needed a grant writer because they were expanding, and I could I did grow grants, and mm-hmm. basically it's kind of the old fashioned buy your bootstraps uh, bootstraps. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I I did not have the on paper the qualifications to, to do to do the to do the job. But I, I made myself useful, and um, yeah. So, so that, then eventually, I, I went to him and said, "Look, I'll stop teaching. I was teaching at the time. Um, if you can give me four days a week, mm-hmm. you, you had to really think about that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it was a young, young organization. Yeah. But finally, he said he we worked, we worked it out, and and so then I, I went full time after that, and and uh, so I was there for twenty four years. So, huh? um, so the, the, but you asked me about photography. <laughs> I think, <didn't> <laughs> Oh, yes, that's about the museum. That's right. Anyway. So. Yeah. No. It, well, they they both kind of co- they they run parallel, right? You've you've twenty four years there, and then you were well. Your photography life is. It's. I think one of the things I'm most proud of in my career is that I managed to do a a decent job uh, as as uh, professionally in, in in the museum world, but also kept my, my my creative work going. Yeah. And that was a real challenge. I mean, because it was it was an, it's not an easy job. Right. A lot of pressure and um, you know and a lot of responsibility and um, so uh, but I, I I managed to to, to do that and, uh, and so so when when time came when I finally retired I didn't have to pick pick things up and start over again I, there was it's like, it's like the mm-hmm. doors of the workshop were, were open already and I just had to you know unlock unlock the or whatever mm-hmm. dumb metaphor but <laughs> anyway um, so uh, so I I did manage to keep my creative work going all those years and yeah. And since I retired, which is now uh, going on six years, I've had the time of my life, Craig. It was just—I uh, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 suddenly I, I was—I was not, not um, 
I, I didn't have to worry about paying the electric bill or, or getting getting a book done or right. any, any of that sort of stuff. And um, so I've been really just having the greatest time with my own creativity. And uh, but fortunately, I, as I say, I, I I kept it going. So so so, you know, there's a fairly fairly substantial body of work now that, that I have behind me. And mm-hmm. but I also started work doing videos and. Mm-hmm. Because it's very exciting for me because I can combine my musical training and uh, visual art and words sometimes, and yeah. they also kind of come together. So I've been having yeah. a great time. I was I was watching some of the uh, some of the videos you have on your your website. Now, I'll, I'll, when we when we post this, I'll do a description oh, okay. list, sure. and I can I'll put a link to it so people can thank see you, them. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so tell me, it's kind of an interesting interesting comment. The whole. Um, you were able to maintain the creative creative work in photography while you were doing full time work as a curator, right? Um, and that takes a lot of dedication. I, I I admire anybody who works in kind of a creative in a creative field, but also a lot of people will um, say we'll do one or the other, right. and right. Um, you know get back to art later in in life or you know there's just kind of different judgment calls people have to, to of course, make of course yeah. and um it's just interesting you were able to to both 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 of those were important enough to you that you that you maintain both of them yes um i i i, I call myself a, a, a maniac <laughs> in fact my, my nick i remember my, well anyway i my my nickname in the dorm at, at, at University of Montana my first year in college because uh-huh. I, I was very involved with music at the time and they, they called me the screaming Mozart idiot. <laughs> Which was, I, I used to come back to the dorm room and copy music. I mean, I, uh-huh. I guess I'm a bit obsessive, but anyway, uh, <laughs> no, I, I what, what I learned in those years was was um, the probably the most precious um, uh, commodity one has is, is energy. Yeah. And uh, there's only so much uh, available on a given day, and what I found was that if I, if I was, you know, if I didn't talk to people very much, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. uh, I mean that's overstating it, but, uh, but but I would be sure to take a take a power nap at lunch and instead of having you know, uh-huh. and various things like that that I, I did learn to do. Plus, uh, I switched to digital uh, uh, technology as along the way, uh-huh. and uh, that ended up, uh, you know, I missed the darkroom. Terribly, but but it, but the digital t- uh, process allows one to to be working on a file, and you, you can get it to a certain point, and then just just close the file and come back the next day, and it's exactly where it was. Yeah. So, so you, can, you cumulatively you, you can you can be getting work done in small increments. Yeah. And then then if you if you just if you have a kind of desire or or discipline or, or hunger or whatever to to keep it going, you can actually do it uh, mm-hmm. most of the time. I mean, there were there were periods where things got too busy at the at the job, and I sure. I had to had to drop it for a little while, but but not for too long. Right. And um, so, so I, I managed to find ways to sort of integrate the two. And yeah. I found by the time I left the job, I was I, initially I saw them as, as as diametrically opposed to each other, you know. Um, but eventually, I I realized that they they sort of grew together, and mm-hmm. and uh, the the photography, the create my own personal creativity, became more integrated with with the the creativity involved in. You know, writing and research and, and and doing doing exhibitions of quality and beauty. Yeah. And um, so so I, by the, I was much more peaceful about it. <laughs> yeah. Much less conflicted in a sense by the time I left. So. That's great. So in in you just mentioned something I would have never even thought of the um, 
the, the change from film to digital, I wouldn't have thought of that as being a, a, a time-saving issue. It, um, well, it, and the efficiency of being able to stop a project and get back to it as opposed to something that's in, in the chemicals and has to <laughs> be developed right at that very moment. Yeah, well, I mean, the, it, it's not time-saving when you're learning it, you know. Because yeah, sure. It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough thing to learn. You have to be very persistent. In fact, yeah. really, for, it took me years to begin to get comfortable with the, with the video software. Sure. Uh, and I, I was saved probably because I was familiar with the, with the still Photoshop, you know, the mm-hmm. the software for still images. But uh, yeah, it's the, 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 I mean the darkroom is a magical, mysterious, wonderful place. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first time when when the, when the image comes up in the developer and and you you stop it and fix it and you turn the light on and wow, that look look at that thing there. <laughs> yeah. And then you see the dust spots and and the other problems. That you want to fix, but, but but you know it, a lot of it depends on the temperature, the temperature, the chemicals, and mm-hmm. it just just whatever serendipity is or is not at work, and just to set the thing up, you know, to, so you can function and make make a print. Yeah, it can take half an hour, forty five minutes to get all the chemicals out. And, yeah, that's true. And get right. the larger ready to go, and yeah. So, so like I say, with 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 the digital, once once you have the the investment of time in, in learning the technology, sure, and learning what you want to do with it. Um, you you can just sit down and you know and turn on the computer or 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 it's been it's been sleeping so you wake it up and mm-hmm. and there there's your project right there in front of you and mm-hmm. and um you know uh, photography uh, wet photography you call it is mm-hmm. is um you know it's all about dodging and burning and you know you, you selectively as best you can um, you know lighten areas darken other areas mm-hmm. but but it's it's like it's like, in some ways, like like a using a sledgehammer instead of a scalpel. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the digital. I'll tell you, the first time I there, there's these things called layers in in the digital world, uh, and and a layer is as is a is a is a, a overlay for for a, for an image mm-hmm. that you can you can play with and 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 you you can turn them on and off. And when I first started to see what you could do just by putting dodging and burning into into layers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was like, I, I was sold <laughs> because there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a level of subtlety yeah. and nuance and control with the digital um, that, that you, you you just don't get in in, in, in the old-fashioned way. Yeah, and um, so uh, so so I I I miss the darkroom, but but I I don't I don't miss the the I mean, oh, the other thing was the the quality of di- of digital. Uh, prints be, be so much improved. Yeah. When they were first doing it, they they, they just were not very good. <laughs> but, but 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 not not only the quality, but the longevity is is pretty quite impressive. Yeah. So anyway, I'm 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 sold on the on. The, my friend used to call me Doctor Dig, <laughs> from digital. You know. Oh so, yeah. Uh, but uh, but no no it's uh, the, the the digital technology is a powerful powerful. Mm-hmm. tool now and the things you can do with it are just amazing so how um how would you describe your your photography what when people very carefully <laughs> <laughs> okay i mean i i i'm i'm pretty eclectic in many ways i okay i started out as a as a, as a nature photographer in the, the woods of woods and wooded areas of philadelphia are, are wonderful in that way sure um but uh, oh, in fact, when I went to grad school, um, they called me a rocks and roots man. <laughs> 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 I, 
I hadn't thought of myself that way, you know. But uh, uh-huh. but but then but I I've always been sort of restless as as a photographic artist, and um, so I I I I have one keep one foot in in the traditional uh, things and another foot in into exploring things, and mm-hmm. so over the years in terms of technology, I've I've used a very old fashioned uh, you know traditional view camera and medium format and all those things. Mm-hmm. But I've also used like uh, toy plastic cameras and mm-hmm. and um, uh, uh, all kinds of digital cameras, point and shoot, uh, you know, to to, to very sophisticated, uh, high powered uh, SLRs, and I just I, I'm always curious and wanting to grow and yeah and uh, and push push the envelope a little bit. So I, I guess I'm sort of eclectic would be a simple way to to describe it. Okay. So. Um the the exhibition that's going to take place um, here in Wilmington. It's, yes. Uh, you would consider that retro retrospective of your work, or how would you describe it? Yeah, I, I think it. I mean, I, there, there are sixteen bodies of work represented in it, and about one hundred seventy five pictures. So. Okay. So I I would call it that, and it's very it's, it's very exciting to me, Craig. It's yeah. It's um I mean, I've had a lot of shows in my life, but never anything quite like this where. I'm really able to cut loose and and and, <laughs> and, and for my for to see myself all the stuff I've been messing with all these years. Yeah. And actually get it get it on walls and and, and light light it and see what it looks like, and I'm, but more than that it's it's a chance to, to to get get you know to. Get to know what how how or if it affects other people. Yeah sure. Um, I mean, uh, there's a famous photographer named, Minor White who who said uh, I read it somewhere. Uh, what he most enjoys or loves about his, his his images is what it brings to him about other people, the people who look at them, mm-hmm. and so so in other words, art is more of a form of conversation and and, um, mm-hmm. and connection and, 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 and intimacy in a sense, and um, so that 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 aspect of it I I really really love and look look forward to learning more yeah. about um, is uh, just just what what's working you know. Mm-hmm. Was I wasting my time all these years, or was I hit the mark occasionally? <laughs> and uh, you know, and you, you can tell. Yeah. So, anyway, so. No, that's great. So the 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 just for logistics, the um, the opening reception is on the twenty seventh of September, correct, twenty nineteen, yes. um, here at the Artworks, which correct. is at two hundred Wilderd Street. And we'll put the address in the uh, description box. Okay. Um, so people have um, can link to that. Um, and then it's going to be up for how long? Uh, till November tenth, so okay. about seven weeks. Gotcha. Um, okay, super. Now, um, I've got a lot more questions, and we're kind of wrapping up on time. But um, if people want to find you, we've got your website, right? Is Brian uh, Brian H Peterson WordImage dot com? Okay. And let me just mention one other thing, real quick. Uh, sure. The, uh, there are there are three programs. Uh, you mentioned your interest earlier when we were talking in creativity. Yeah. Uh, there are three programs that are going to happen at at the artworks um, that all involve a kind of it's uh, this, this, this the title of it is exploring the mystery of creativity. Okay. And uh, we're going to be doing some readings and a couple couple a couple of my composer friends are coming in uh, uh, to help me with with one of them. Uh, with, okay. And. Uh, and, uh, and so there, there, keep keep an eye out for that stuff too. If, if you're interested in yeah, like that kind of dialogue, that might be interesting to people. Okay, so you, we 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 were talking earlier about um, arts arts friendly. What we're doing here, and then yes. your your process for creativity as well. And um, you know, that's one of our core values is that the creative process is um, just inherently human. I mean, it's a it's a something that everybody 
at least my personal opinion is 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 capable of and should be in touch with yes. right um, and imagine if, if the if everything every object that was made everything you saw that was human handed touched was was merely functional functional yeah um, what, what kind of world would that be I mean it would be it'd be pretty dull you know mm-hmm. in my opinion so yeah creativity is a precious as I would call it sacred thing and that everyone is born with and sadly there's a tendency to not for the world to not not um, not reward it. Yeah. And uh, so we end up cycling that part of ourselves. And and uh, as I believe uh, the famous uh, Henry David Thoreau said, uh-huh. the the mass of men lead lives of quiet desperation. And uh, I think I was involved. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. that that's what happens when when you don't explore your creativity. Yeah. And you repress it or whatever because the world makes you do that. Right. So uh, yes, I I believe that's a very very it's, it's a healing thing. Yeah. Creativity also. So. No, I agree. I agree. Brian, thank you for your time. Thank you. It's been fun. Yeah, it has been. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Arts Friendly Conversations. Be sure and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcast or Spotify. This podcast is brought to you by certified arts-friendly communities, including businesses, individuals, and arts nonprofits. Certified arts-friendly status signifies unwavering commitment to the arts. If you would like information about certified arts-friendly status for your business or arts community, or how you can become an arts-friendly advocate, visit artsfriendly.com and click Get Involved. Thank you. This has been Craig Stinson for Arts Friendly.